You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Pacers fans, live draft special from me and Adam right now as we want to get excited for the Pacers pick and you guys can hear our live reactions to it. Uh, Adam Silver is currently at the podium announcing the Jazz will pick Grayson Allen. So the Pacers are up in two picks. And I got to say, best part of the draft has been the Pacers will not be getting Grayson Allen so far. <laughs> you don't think the best part has been the woad passive-aggressive tweeting? Oh, his, his thesaurus is amazing. The best one was the one he just did for Grayson Allen, right? It was yeah, uh, great. The Utah, Utah Jazz plans to pass on Grayson Allen because he can't officially No plans. <laughs> it's outstanding. Um, right. I um, think right. He was, what by the league? What, by the league? Not to tweet out picks, right? Not to tweet out picks, right? I don't know who did that because they told Yahoo not to do it too. So, but Shams has just been like, screw it. Because I don't think it'd be if ESPN told him not to do it. He wouldn't do it because he's being paid by them. So I don't think ESPN did that. I think he's just loopholing it. Yeah, but wouldn't if you're an ESPN executive have stopped this like ten picks ago? <laughs> That's true. I think when they realized Stein was just going to beat them all night, they were like, screw it, just go for it. Yeah, I saw that theory that Stein beat him to the to the fifth, that, that Dallas because Stein's like locked in on the Mavericks, and that he yeah. is pissed off by that, and he's just decided, screw it, I'm going to tweet every pick out to prove I'm, I'm the boss. So, Adam, I think if we're going to talk Pacers, the only storyline to focus on is 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 Denver at 14, um, and I'm not sure what if any trade was even possible or if anything was even announced. Uh, okay, Chandler Hutchinson's going 22, and he's a guy that Pacers fans like, so no Chandler Hutchinson. But anyway, um, yeah, people really liked uh, that idea for the Fareed trade, and I think it could have been possible, but Michael Porter Jr., who I think is the best player in the draft, ended up being available at 14. Denver wanted to make that trade if they were going to lose Porter, so I think it just fizzled out because they had a talented guy on the board. Oh, I'm not even sure the Pacers made the offer uh- a lot of the teams have right. I too. It could be nobody made the offer. Yeah, there's a lot of speculation. Well, I think there's a lot of teams that just took him off the board, basically, or just yeah, sort of like yeah. like they didn't like his his, okay. his medicals. I think Ryan Rosillo was saying how maybe a team in the 20s just didn't like his medicals. So I mean, that could have been the Pacers. I just think there's too many teams that like his medicals that I do think it's worth the risk. Like, why not risk one year of Kef, Kenneth Reed for a guy who could be potentially like Kevin Durant? He claims to be, but I, I think ultimately, I don't think. Some teams just don't make the offer for it because they don't trust the medicals. Like, he just might not play. Right. Yeah, it, it could be something crazy. But I think if you're Denver 2 and you're capped out, it's a good risk, you know. I think it makes some sense for them, and they couldn't pass it up. So I'll give them credit, and they made the right choice. So now I think we just are waiting on Pacers mode. And um, with Hutchinson off the board, uh, who, who are you looking for here? Who is your guy? So who's left? You texted me five names. Are any of those guys left? Robert Williams is a stud, and he's still there, but he's kind of a big, so I don't know what they would do. Um, so then you're looking at is Aaron Aaron Holiday the best Aaron available Holliday. guy probably on most Aaron Holiday is, pro- is probably the consensus top guy, but I don't really think he's that great. So we'll see. Um, he's a similar bright body type, like size wise to uh, Darren Collins, isn't he? Shorter um, guard, kinda. maybe a little taller, maybe a little taller. Both UCLA guys. I'm just trying to draw some comparisons to what I mean. Holiday is the you know brother, obviously of a. Uh, the Justin Holiday, and yeah, yeah, that'd be co- it'd be cool to get the NBA pedigree, but I don't know. I just 
he's older than a lot of guys on the team already, and I don't think he's that great. So I would not like Aaron Holiday, which means for sure it's going to be Aaron Holiday. <laughs> yeah, the question is, if is he ready to start like in two seasons? Because you're assuming Darren Collison is the point guard next year, but then the Pacers need a point guard after that, probably. Exactly. Um, assuming he doesn't return. And so if he's ready to start in two years, and maybe he can spend a year behind Collison, which I think if the draft's a point guard, no matter what, Collison's probably going to kind of trade him with Collison. Seems like that kind of player of more not like selfish kind of dude. He's my guy that's willing to take a young guy under his wing. So maybe they do that with, with Alexander or they go with the guy we've been kind oh, of talking oh, about. It's, it's here. It's here. And it's the guy I just said, I don't want it to be. It's Aaron holiday. Indiana Pacers are focusing on Aaron holiday for the 23rd pick per Shams. So, all right, so let's, let's do it. Let's, I would say we took kids. Their Kit third UCLA Diop. player, their third UCLA player in two years. Yeah, we should just allow him coming. So in our mock draft, we took Bates Diop. We like Jalen Brunson, but obviously none of those guys go there. Um, let's break down Holiday then. Let me pull him up. Uh, you're, really, you're really that mad about the 23rd big guy who probably will make no impact on this team in the long term eventually. Uh, I mean, if you're drafting at 23, right, you should. You, I just think they should pick a high potential guy who could be something he's someday. Is he the highest potential guy left? He's the number. He's the the top guy on the board right now. Yeah, he's 23. He's no. There's not. A, it's not a potential play. I mean, he could be good. I don't think he'll be great. So you wanted Robert Williams. That's who you wanted. Uh, no, I did not want Robert Williams. I wanted Jalen Brunson because I think he's the best player left. Is Jalen Brunson the same age as Aaron Holiday or roughly older? Yes, probably? but I think he has way more potential than Aaron Holiday. Okay, well, that's – but on most non-Tony East draft boards or whatever, <laughs> he's not, right? And most – Aaron Holiday is one that has more potential, right? Than who? And Jalen Brunson on every other draft board. Uh, no, he's just higher because people think he's better, but I don't. Well, I mean, he's what? So he's going to be about 22 years old. He had a pretty good year last year at, uh, at UCLA. Isn't there some concerns with his medicals? I have no idea. I did not research this guy a ton because I, when I watched him play, I didn't think he was that great. <laughs> well, we should probably should have known, too, he's a UCLA guy that they're taking a UCLA player. They must have some kind of pipeline to UCLA. They interviewed yeah, Chris true. Wilkes, a UCLA guy. Two years. Uh, for those of you that don't know anything about Holiday, uh, last year he was 20 points, six assists, one steal a game. Um, shot pretty it. Short. Pretty short. He's yeah, he's pretty short. Played a ton of minutes, so his stats are kind of not exactly what they seem when you look on paper. Um, yeah, he, <laughs> he's just not that inspiring. He kind of turns it over a lot. Um just not a guy. His turnover rate's oh, almost twenty percent for all of college. Just not not great. So I'm pretty sure his um, two years ago he basically played back up to um, Lonzo Ball. So he's pretty overshadowed that year, and that's why he yeah. decided. That's why he wasn't really known. Two years, that's why he stayed extra college probably is because he really didn't get any um, reps or any kind of focus because of why he was playing under Ball. And then was the year before that when they he played under um, who's who's the son? I'll uh, blanking on his name. The son of uh, Steve Alford. I think Steve Alford was the point guard two years ago too. So I think that's why Holiday yeah. sort of finally got the first oh, year to kind of pop yeah, out of the shadow. Name, yeah. So I mean, yes. I think that's that's why maybe he stayed three years in college. Uh, in, I mean, he shot forty what forty three percent from three. I mean, that's a really good number on six attempts per game, basically. Yeah, that's pretty good. That is true. Uh, was he redshirted? Because he only played three seasons, but I thought he was a senior this year. I thought he was a junior when he came out. Oh, maybe that's the case. 
I just tweeted a third UCLA player in two years, and someone responded, zero NBA players. I love it. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I think I think the last. I mean, here's how un, how like not valuable this pick is. I think the last time the Pacers picked in the twenties, or at least I think it was the twenty two or twenty three, they took um, the the other Plumley brother. So I mean, like, that's true. Mean anything. They traded the last one for Thad Young, which is actually worth something, right? Who ended up ended up being who ended up being in the Thad Young trade? Well, well, in the Thad Young trade. Yes, Karis Levert. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's how, and that guy, that guy is unknown. I mean, that's how not valuable this twenty third pick is, and so it took the best guy on the board, right? I mean, that's what at least people theoretically want to do is take the best available player, right? I don't think don't. he's the best available player. I'm sad. Uh, showing him on the screen. Also, Woj just tweeted the, the the Blazers are lasering in on Anthony Simmons. That's the best synonym yet. Lasering. So he's killing it. There's absolutely zero chance, right? This pick is traded for the 14 and Farid. Zero. Okay. I don't know. I think it could. It could maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. So if if. Uh, I'm like disappointed. I can't even focus on like saying the right coherent thoughts. So two here, I got a question for you. If two if two days ago the Pacers, if you if you were the Pacers and you knew Porter was gonna fall, but nobody else did, would you have made two days ago the trade fourteen yes. and yes. But okay. That's because you have Porter and one of all draft players. Number right? one. Literally number one. So that that's a little bit that's a little bit much. I mean, you got to factor in his risk, right? The injury risk. That's got to count for something. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So we put the injury risk. Where is he on your board? Probably. Um, two. <laughs> that's not. I'm done. Factoring. You're not. You're not factoring the, the injury risk in. No, I, I I am factoring the injury risk in. I think he's that good. Is that crazy that he almost he could have gone to? I mean, what? I think last week they were saying, oh, maybe he'll go two to the Kings, and yeah, he fell to fourteen. Him two, and then he falls to that far. But it's honestly a blessing to not get the Kings. Aaron is an atrocious defender, like like so bad. But it doesn't matter right now. Like like in like insanely bad. Oh, it totally matters. If you're drafting a guy because he's either like old or NBA ready or something like that, and this guy is just terrible on defense. Turns okay, the ball over a lot. For, okay, but two things. First of all, how good are point guards ever in, on on defense? Very rare. So, like a fantastic point guard on D. And two, how good was Darren Collins? No, I don't, doesn't I don't, matter. There's, there's a huge, there's a huge gap though. He's not even close. He's like, he's like way worse than DC ever was in college. But, but Tony, you're underrating the fact of the defensive guru in Dan Burke. Oh yeah, <laughs> he turned TJ Leaf into a great guy so far after one year. Leaf's had one year. <laughs> you cannot just like be out on Leaf when Leaf comes into next year. I like, like, wait. what can Aaron Holiday do besides shoot really well? I don't know. We'll, we'll learn. I can't wait until like game forty, and let's say Leaf plays twenty games, puts like five competent games together, and all of a sudden oh, you're no, just been in the I, Leaf bandwagon the entire three, time. Giving, look, I've given these guys three years, but like, I don't see a way that TJ Leaf ever becomes a good defender ever. I can't wait until he puts together like five really good games where just like, and you just completely flip on it. I, I I mean, if he plays really well, I'll flip on him. But he's not going to play really well. He's going to be a terrible defender in the NBA. Because that that was kind of your well, your bone thing. You were on him, and then you almost got off the bone on bandwagon, and then you got back. Then, you, but he last. I never left the bone on bandwagon. You were I never close. gave up. And those and those I dark never gave day up. of January, you were close. You were close in mid January. I never gave up. You wouldn't say it on the I record. Hung on. Off the record. You were close. You were close off the record. <laughs> I have a text. I'm sure someone that says you were close to saying, "Oh, you know, I think I, I'm not sure." 
All right, all my scouting friends are, are texting me about their uh, unfortunate thoughts on Aaron Holiday. All he can do is shoot. That's kind of it. Bad defender in college, not a great shot creator, below average rebounding, just not a great player. I feel like he got rated too high because of his brothers. I agree, but he's a 23rd pick. The, even if he doesn't defend, if he can come off the bench and score, that's the quality at 23. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but there's other guys you can get who are better. You're not oh, they're about to him act, as... They're, back, they're about to actually announce the pick. Yay. He they're, wasn't even the best point guard available. But <sighs> you're, you're not like drafting this guy to be your future point guard. You're just taking a shot at some guy who could maybe become a starting point guard or just be your bench point guard, rotation guy, hopefully, in the playoffs. And that's a possibility. Bye. Maybe someday. I mean, I, I think you don't need as much defense on your bench unit at, in the playoffs as you, you, know, you would think. But we can't even do anything on offense besides shoot. Yeah, but if I think of it, anything the Pacers learned for the playoffs this year. shoot. It's DJ Leaf again. Yeah, but he's a – He's a better athlete than Leaf. Like he's already bigger. Like for his for his like who's gonna be guarded by? Leaf's problem was he's just like being guarded by power forge and looks like the size of like a shooting guard, basically. Aaron Holiday has size for guard at least. He's not like he's not some like he's not like 160, he's 190. Like he's what most guards' weight is. He's Think not about gonna be pushed Joe around Young. like Leaf was. Think about a Joe Which Young. Guy? Yeah, but Joe has so many other flaws. Joe Joe Young is for sh- no. I'm just saying he's for sure gone. Oh, um, oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah, he is. Joe Young's out. Yeah. How much is she, the uh, salary for this? Is it like two and a half? Uh, one point nine million. One point nine. What is Joe Young? One point three or four. Uh. It's, <laughs> it's 1. very one point six. So okay. Two hundred, three hundred thousand more ish. But for a guy who's got more potential, Joe Young, Joe Young, they know what Joe Young is. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Better than Young. He's four years younger than Young. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Young was the same age when he got drafted, right? Wasn't Young about right. 22? Well, Young was Paul George's cousin when he got drafted. Was he? Yeah, that's why. I, I, I thought that was like the most of the reason he got picked. Oh, Chauncey Bell's player comparison for Aaron Holiday, former All Star Jameer Nelson. Let's go. That's not a bad. I don't know if he could actually, really be an unreal shooter. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, well, he'd have to be an unreal shooter. He shot forty three percent three in college. Maybe he can shoot forty in the league. Yes, he's all right from the line. So maybe there's yeah, there's a chance he just can't do anything else. But I don't. If he can score twenty a game on his own, I don't think you need anything else. I'm glad you're optimistic. We can have a fight about fights about this all season. Well, he's he's a twenty third pick. I mean, I'm optimistic that like, if even if he stinks, I'm not sure there's anybody that's going to go twenty four to sixty that you're going to be like, oh, you should have taken him over him. I mean, how many you know what I mean? How many guys are there that go twenty four to sixty? You're like that guy should have taken over Holiday at twenty three. I think there's guys in the twenties that you might we might oh, be thinking my. that. <laughs> I I mean I don't know the history, but I'm sure there's there's a ton of picks from twenty four to sixty that at least in the next two or three years we won't know are actually better than. Maybe we'll find out, but when Brunson and Melvin Frazier and all my boys that I and Gary Trent and all these guys I wanted are better, I'll be sad. Who just put on a Pacers hat? Right now, oh, they got the whole the whole holiday fam. Drew's got a Pacers hat on. Let's make that happen. But Drew, oh, they almost did it last year. Let's make that happen. That that I can get on board with. No, we can't. Drew Holiday's a hundred twenty six million dollar contract. <laughs> He's super good. 
Yeah, but he's good because the end of that contract is going to be terrible. Oh, man. He's going to be good for three years, and the last year is going to be just $50 million of dead money. Like Chandler Parsons all over again. <sighs> That's fine. Who but man, actually, actually, Howell and XLD would be pretty nice. When? When? How? He's such a bad defender. He won't be good next to anybody. No. Drew Holiday. Oh, Drew. Yes, that would be awesome. Drew Holiday is very good. Yeah, he's Drew Holiday. The best defensive guards in the league. There are too many guys in this league named Holiday now. There Just are too many guys in the league named Holiday. If you put Drew, eh, Drew Holiday ain't coming to the Pacers because there's just no way it works. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. That's not Let, happening. Unless they not blow it all up. Nothing. nothing. Unless they blow it all up. Maybe, maybe. Maybe next yeah. year when they blow it all up, they, they, they can do it, but probably not. Uh, <laughs> Are you exhausted talking about this pick? Do you want to wait and move on to the second round pick? I mean, yeah, we have to have the second round pick after uh, this short break, but my gosh, I hope I'm in a better mood by then. <sighs> oh, man. All right, well, thank you for tuning in for first round part of our uh, NBA draft reactions. Adam. I'm glad you're way more optimistic than me. That bodes well for the second round pick. All right, we are back, and we are at the 47th pick now. Paces are up in three picks, but the shocking news here is that Bates Diop is still on the board. Okay, I have to admit, I took a shower because I just needed a shower. Because I, uh... <laughs> You didn't know he was still on the board, did you? Well, no, I, t- I had a long day at work, and I, sw- I was outside, and it's really hot here, so I was sweating a lot. Um, but so I took a shower and so I was like, okay. And I was now getting in kind of the mode of looking who got picked. Cause I saw Robert Williams go at 28 and then I sort of kind of didn't really, at that point I stopped caring as much because I thought Brunson went in the thirties and Monte Graham, but that, you know, Brunson, at this point, this Brunson point, the Pacers uh, went back to back. Yeah. This point, the Pacers pick didn't matter who went 30 because it was who was going to be there at, you know, this range. So now Bates Diop is still there. I guess we were pretty wrong, but cool. I got him in the second round, I guess. Right. I mean, it'd be something else. Something about Lance is being talked about though, that he might've like revealed our pick on accident. Well, how could he, they don't know who's still available. I know I'm confused. I'm checking. Like he, he could, he could have like had the, the board up, but you don't know who's going to uh, go I, right now. I think he wants a certain guy or something. I don't know. Oh, well, I would love to listen to Lance, the $4.3 million yeah. player who may not be uh, on the team. Jared Vanderbilt seasons. just went. Bruce Brown, uh, Justin Jackson, some good dudes went um, in the last 10 picks. Um, but still no D-op. So I think guys are zeroing in on dudes that they really like at this point. But it's very interesting that uh, no one has picked Bates D-op. You uh, went to um, Bates D-op's workout, right? Did. Yeah, he was Was, he was Lance good. there? I don't was think. Was Lance there? Some guy named some that that Russian guy from Kansas with the crazy name just got picked. So now we got Timberwolves, Spurs, and then we're up. Uh, and I like two guys who are still out there. Actually, three. So I hope uh, so. One of them will be on the board, but I or four actually. I'll go with four. Shake Milton's still out there. Bates Diop is still out there. Um, oh my gosh, I just lost it. Uh, Gian- Giannis's little brother still out there. Um, and I forgot the other one while I was talking. So we'll just live with those three. Um, they brought in Shake Milton, right? Oh, Raul, Raul Alkins from Arizona. That's the other one. I like. They brought in – of guys they brought in that were still available. So uh, Andrew Schmidt went really high, right? Like in 30-something. 30 30-something. 30 I think he went 30. I think he went in the first round, right? Yeah, 26. 
Oh, he went 26, even higher. Um, so, right, Bates Diop is still available. Shake Milton is still available. Anybody else who they brought in who was a first round or a second round possible choice? Musa already McCoy. went. Brandon McCoy. Musa went 30, right? But Brandon McCoy was like borderline 50s. Uh, yeah, he's a second rounder. Yeah. Is Woj still doing these picks? Or is he no, they, it's kind of hard to find him now. I mean, you have to kind of get lucky. Like someone else sees it and then tweets it. Because Woj went, went went home for the night, right? I, <laughs> I guess so. Um, I mean, it's the second some, round. Who, honestly, besides us, and is he really caring that much? Right. Oh, um, man. Yeah, I don't know that. That dude from Kansas. Oh, just went. He did, 48, dang. Yep, so. Ooh, I guess, 48, the Timberwolves, this, that's great for Minnesota. I guess at this point, if you really liked a dude, right, you could probably give up a second rounder this year or next year for, if they wanted to get Batesy up, for example, they probably could have given Minnesota two second All right, rounders. Me, they met two, is going to go 49. Okay. So we will still have the option. I think it's probably Shake Shake Milton, right? Bacon. I think it's probably it's probably me a guy they brought in just because this late you don't do anything outside the, what you don't know. You know what I mean? The first round you have enough film on guys, but I'm not sure the second round you have the same kind of breakdowns. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of a random at this point. Just because the first round you know you're like your range, you know the guys is going to be in your range. Second round you really just have no idea. You have a you have idea. You have like your top seventy, but you don't know if what other teams have, and you don't know if. Somebody else, one of those guys you kind of want is gone, but like I think you kind of knew in the first round who was going to be available. Yeah, for sure. And like they all shook out the same way. Yeah, and also this. Sorry, all the mock drafts shook out the same way. So you kind of got a hunch what like was kind of happening. Yeah, and I I don't know how much the mock drafts take into account who's picking in the second round versus just who's like the 50th best player on somebody's board. Because I don't know how well those mock drafts are in the second round either. I never really trust outside the top 30. Really, guys, yeah, to know where guys are going. The second round is just guessing. Because <laughs> who's who? Because who's going to buy a pick? Who's going to right? Yeah, the player has some people. connection to a team, some other, some other way. I mean, like there these a ton of trades in the second round, and the guys I like too, like Kyrie Thomas got traded. Anthony Melton went to a pick that was traded last year. Just a bummer. So Woj says, "Did you have uh, whatever his name? Me at two going forty nine. Yeah, Chizé Matu. Yeah, I didn't want to mess. I messed up the name. Okay, so that's going forty nine. Um, I guess who? Who? Uh, I said Shake. I said Shake Milton probably, right? Hawkins. Who? Carl Hawkins. Is that who they're taking, or is that who you think they're going to take? I want them to take before they actually make it. We'll see if they do it. I'm typing and trying to talk at the same time, which is really hard. Um, he was good at Arizona, kind of high floor guy, doesn't suck at anything, isn't great at anything. He's a wing, which I like. <laughs> I mean, again, how valuable is this pick? Probably not very valuable. I mean, not at all. The back of the bench guy that's going to make, what, $700,000 or something like that? That's what the. Or Gary Clark. Is. I like that Gary Clark dude. You know who could be great here? Trayvon Duval. <laughs> Our boy. He may be still in the draft. I can't believe he didn't go back to Duke. Oh, let's see. Gosh, the tweets just keep flying by. I can't even keep up. I uh, got nothing. 
Um, Jeremy Wu is tweeting they're taking Elise Johnson. Elise, Elise Johnson. Johnson. Oh, they did bring in, right? They did work him out. So we were. I was kind of right. I said it would be a guy they brought in to work out, and I think, yeah, I skipped over him when I was looking through the yeah. sheet of guys. So 15 points, 11 rebounds per game out of Missouri State. Missouri State. He grew a ton. People love, like, the the uh, fat young comp. Uh, he's a 6'9 forward. He was 6'4. So if he was short out of high school, he probably has decent ball handling skills in that, at least. Yeah, he's a, he's good. He's a fat young type. Yeah, I think we had the conversation about PG where, or with Ch- Hutchinson too, where you were these guys who went to these kind of mid-leveling colleges, Missouri State, Boise State, probably PG and the Fresno State, or because they were like 6'4 coming out of high school or whatever, they were shorter and probably didn't quite have like the ball handling skills and played more like forwards at 6'4 that they were overlooked by some of the bigger schools, but then he, they, they grew I, into their positions. Yeah, he could be good in, uh, in a bigger situation. He grew a ton in high school, like a crap ton. Um, so he's not really used to what he does now in basketball. So he's still really growing and he could be really good, especially at six foot nine. Uh, I got the tweet off about Elise Johnson before Sham. So come to me for all your news going forward, everybody. But I told you before Sham's had it too. You did. We were way ahead of this. <laughs> That's just pure luck on my timeline. Shout out to Jeremy Wu. The really two at this podcast is posting like after we spoke. So like maybe at midnight. So that means, or maybe tomorrow at whatever morning. So it means it won't matter. Right, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, the only problem uh, I guess yeah. with the guy who grows that tall, though. Sorry, go he ahead. He grew a foot in high school, so it's really hard to say how good he is. So, but a guy who grows that tall probably might have some knee problems. I Why? Because when you grow that tall that fast, it's not good for your body. Uh, over four years, I don't know if that crazy. Uh, I guess four four years is not that. That's like going. That's like going with puberty, Adam. A foot in four years is a lot. <laughs> it is. I mean, it, it, you to be able to hold your body up just in general, you have to be able to put on the right amount of like weight and muscle. And he might have done that, but then you never know. And I don't know. It's kind of bad for your knees. It depends where you grew to. If it's what what part is it your legs that grew? Is it your upper body that grew in height? Doesn't I mean that's all part of it. it just right. it's, it's what happened to Greg Oden. Greg Oden like sprouted in. That uh, I think he grew somewhere between. I think he was six foot, like maybe his freshman year of high school, like that, and became seven foot by the end, and that was a problem for him because he had grew so tall, so fast his knees just could not hold up. I forget where I read this. I need to go find it. I cannot. I forget what I read about his big growth. Yeah, he was five foot nine at one point. It's an SI article. Yeah, I saw that he was six four out of at senior a senior year of high school. So and he's six nine now. Yeah, yeah. So he grew a so ton. He was probably five nine, like his junior or sophomore year, probably sophomore year of high school, and now he's six nine by sophomore year of college. Right. Which is right. Which well, is, he's a project. We kind of knew this was coming at fifty. I have like at twenty three, I had expectations here. I had none. So hey, at least they didn't take a UCLA guy. And I and I'm numb. But uh, be you prepared to watch both those guys in summer league, really? But Ali's especially. Yeah, I wonder if Honda will get a good amount of minutes too. Yeah, seriously. He might be fun to watch. He'll probably be one of the more athletic guys out there. Yeah. All right, you got anything else for the draft? Um, I'm still mad they didn't trade for Michael Porter. <laughs> I wish we had Michael Porter. Uh, Elise Johnson stats, for those of you curious. Uh, sophomore year at Missouri State, 15 points, 11.6 rebounds, three assists. 
All right. Any anything you're mad about with the draft before we go? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> really, you don't, you don't want to bend I got about it all out in round one. You don't want to bend about Aaron Holiday for five more minutes. No, I'm good. All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, most of this is we'll find out for a year and a half or so. Hey, Tony Carr just got picked. Who? Tony Carr, the oh, Penn Tony State. Tony Carr, nice. That's a good. Who, pick. I kind of like yeah, Pelicans. Yeah, Who traded their right. first for Mirta? Did a good draft in theory. Yeah, we'll see if they resign Boogie. That's what matters, and that's what really matters. Is the free agency, which is about to kick off like crazy. It's going to be more fun than this than us talking about the second round of the draft. Exactly. But that has been it for today's uh, Locked On Pacers draft special podcast. We hope you enjoyed our live reactions, and we'll have more in depth stuff on these guys next week. Um, but thanks for listening, and enjoy your Friday.